What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, sports talk with Broads. Here's Hunter Brody. Wow, the Flyers made a big move today. I can't believe we're sitting here discussing it, but we are. Before we hop into it, if you're new to the channel, make sure you hit that subscribe button, hit the thumbs up button as well. I love you all so much. Thank you for the support. If you're looking to buy tickets to go to any NBA, NHL, NFL game, use the promo code BRODES at SeatGeek's checkout page for $20 off, $20 off. Take the 20 right from my hand. Get yourself to a game today. SeatGeek promo code BRODES. And lastly, TikTok, at Broads Media. Check it out. We're implementing some new things. Thank you all so much and enjoy the show. What is going on, everyone? Welcome on into Sports Talk with Broads. This is a disappointing day today. Some might look at it as, hey, they fired AV and they fired Michelle Therrien. Good, they suck. Get him out of here. But I look at it like this. Chuck Fletcher made some pretty impressive moves this offseason that I was excited about. And even if you believed that there was too much optimism and there was too much positivity involved when you trade Jake Voracek for Cam Atkinson, when you sign Derek Broussard and Keith Yandel, when you bring in Ristolainen and Ryan Ellis to shore up the decor and you might have questions about their five on five play but they did bring a lot of different intangibles and a lot of different skill sets to the table compared to what happened the previous season where Matt Niskanen retired on you and then you had to scramble you brought back Justin Braun who's been a big help to you so far this season ironically enough Phil Myers was out there who's having a tough time finding his way Nolan Patrick is having a tough time trying to find his way so what you gave up for Ryan Ellis and all and what you brought in, it was clear that it was going to at least be a step in the right direction. So even if you were a little more skeptical than I was, thinking that Chuck Fletcher made some promising moves to put yourself back in a playoff position, there's no way in hell anybody saw it get to this level of freefall, where they're losing eight straight games, they're an absolute disaster, they're a mess, they're losing seven to one. 7-1! to one. Look, I'm not surprised that this move happened. I think I am surprised on the timing of the move because Chuck Fletcher made it clear, look, I'm trying to buy some time here to get back some of our players. And in my heart of heart, in the bottom of my gut, I don't believe this team as is as bad as what it looks right now. It's not as bad as what it portrays, but unfortunately, they were never able to start the season off in a proper form to see and assess exactly the team that Chuck Fletcher had in mind. Ristolainen missed early time. We knew Kevin Hayes was going to miss some time with the surgery. 
and and the and the injury that happened to him during that offseason run after last year in the situation that happened. So we knew he would miss some time. Then Ryan Ellis leaves, Derek Broussard leaves, Nate Thompson leaves, Patrick Brown leaves. And there is a fair argument to be made that a lot of these guys outside of Ellis, a lot of these guys, and Hayes, of course, fourth liners, Thompson and all that. So if you get more out of JVR, Oscar Limblom, Scott Lawton, are we even having this conversation? Travis Konechny as well. Probably not. No, you know, some of these forwards that we're disappointed with. Uh, Derek Broussard, at this point in his career, you're probably looking at him being a third pair, third center pair type of guy or third line center type of guy, and you pair wingers around that. There's no way he should be playing second-line minutes, and that's why, to begin the season, it was nice to see the success that they were generating, but would that be sustainable over a full 82? Probably not. His skill set is a little bit diminished at this point due to age than where it was, let's say, a handful of years ago. But that's where I'm really hurt right now because I didn't see this coming. Beginning of the year, that is. In the beginning of the year, I did not see this type of move coming. Where we are now, you know, it makes a lot of sense. It's just the timing. So Chuck Fletcher is trying to buy time to get players back on the ice because he truly believes that's the stem of their issues. And it is true. But even if they are to come back now, now you're so lost and you're so defeated and there's no morale and there's no confidence that you're so beat that even if Ellis does return and Kevin Hayes gets more games under his belt, I don't see a way that they just snap their fingers and turn this bad boy around and it doesn't help that Carolina the New York Rangers the Washington Capitals these teams in the Metropolitan are just rolling in a, on a, on another level that's fantastic right now it's so hard to play catch up look I'm not ruling anything out I've seen this organization lose 10 games in a row and make the playoffs and I've seen them win 10 games in a row and miss the playoffs so everything is still on the table but I mean let's be realistic here Colorado's coming into town tonight second half of a back-to-back you thought this is when they're going to do it right now? No, probably when there's a bit more breathing room. And if you look at the schedule, they did have a little bit more room here. Let me go to where they're at now on my schedule here. They play the Devils on Wednesday. Then they're off Thursday. They play in Vegas on Friday. They have a back-to-back then too as well. Friday, Saturday. Then they're off Sunday. They don't play again until Tuesday. But, you know, just to have it happen, boom, thrown on you right on the second half of a back-to-back after such an emotional loss yesterday with the fans booing as loud as they did, as they should have, let's be clear. Uh, when you hear the the phrasing of what Dave Scott said, saying Chuck Fletcher supports this decision, that tells me that maybe Chuck Fletcher wasn't ready to do it right now. Not that it wasn't being thought about. Not that they weren't going to make me, because I saw Charlie O'Connor put out a piece, and he covers the Flyers, of course, for The Athletic. He put out a piece on him and Mikey L one-on-one conversation, and it dropped as soon as this this news happened as if he was sitting on this information. They knew something was going to kind of go down and maybe some of the beat guys were being quiet and hushing on things, which is interesting because I had an interview on 97.5 The Fanatic with Jim Jackson on Saturday evening, Saturday night, and he threw some words out there that made me wonder, but you know, I wasn't diving too deep into it, but I let it sit in my brain and I let it stew. And now that we saw this, I kind of tie it all back together here. And it's like, aha, a lot of this does make sense a little bit so you know just something to, to think about but yeah with with Dave Scott 
at the top here, he said Chuck Fletcher supports this decision. So, you know, it seems like Dave Scott is the one going, dude, we got to do it. We got to do it. This this message is dry. This message isn't working. He always stresses the practice side of things. They had a little bit of time to get some practice work in, and it was the same putrid ever. I don't want to hear about how the first period was nice and the first period was solid against Tampa Bay, or at least a handful of minutes were, but then they found themselves down 2-0. It's just not good enough right now. There's no real moral victories, and that's why I've been a bit quiet on the flyer front. Normally, I like to go game by game and break everything down, but this team, I'm telling you, free fall is the best way to describe it, and once it got to that level of disgusting and disturbing, I don't know what to tell you every single night. I was waiting for a little break to maybe just kind of analyze where they were, but I thought, okay, as soon as the AV news pops, you know, this is definitely a perfect time to kind of describe everything that's happening, but you're seeing the similar issues defensively, maybe not as bad as last year, which is telling you a lot about how putrid it was at that time. But yeah, I mean, you're, you're having your problems, turnovers, defensive lapses. They can't even enter the zone very well. Uh, they're not setting up on the power, but their power plays peewee level hockey. I see U10 teams over at Hollydower, the skate zone, provide a bit more spark on the peeper where they can set up easier than what they're throwing their way. So as of right now, or they're throwing the way, you know, they're throwing the other team's way, I should say, because whatever the Flyers are throwing their way now, they can't do a damn thing. They can't get through the neutral zone with any sort of... Of buzz and they can't set up to joke. Now, what they're going to do right now is is rock and roll with Mike Yo for the interim nod. And right now, they're not looking to interview anyone. They're not looking to rush the coaching hire. Uh, Bruce Boudreaux just got hired by Vancouver. I'm not a big John Tortorella guy. Look, I'm okay with rocking with Mike Yo right now. He was a part of the press conference today. And there was one thing I really did like about his message. Now, it tells you where this Flyers organization is. And it's a complete joke. But getting back to not so much strategic side of things, X's and O's. We got to get back to just good habits. Good habits over and over and over again will naturally lead to better hockey. And it's just about the habits right now and not so much just forcing all this new systematic stuff on everyone. Let's get back to playing hockey that is is tough to play against a brand where teams are going, "Uh uh-oh, we got to play the Flyers tonight. It's going to be brutal. And that doesn't happen overnight, unfortunately. It's a work in progress. But what does this mean for the shakeup in the offseason? You know, I don't know. I don't know what the message is going to be from this front office, Chuck Fletcher, he ends up failing in his first coaching hire. Now, AV's not a bad coach. Let's not act as if AV doesn't know what he's doing. This is the nature of coaching in the National Hockey League. You look around, John Tortorella, good coach. It's just the messages run dry. Peter Laviolette, good coach. Message runs dry. Bruce Boudreaux, good coach. Message runs dry. The list goes on and on on how many of these coaches. It's the NHL, man. This is one big carousel where it's nonstop. Now, I think that there's times where some coaches make more sense. For example, you know, right now, Obviously, you want to always have the best coach available, but I think with how toxic and how fragile the players are right now in this locker room is right now, to bring in a John Tortorella, I don't know if that's really the right message right now. To bring in a Bruce Boudreaux, and obviously he's not available right now, but I don't know. I could live with Bruce more than Tortsy, but right now, is that the time for that type of message? A John Tortorella move, a Peter Laviolette move, that's a let's go win a championship. Let's bring in this new voice. We got the team. 
We need someone to kind of push them over the edge a little bit, light some fire under their ass, and let's go. Right now, this this place is fragile. This place needs uh, like a they need they need to get back to the basics. They need fundamental stuff from top to bottom, and that's where they are. It's disappointing because to enter the season, it was not that way. And the fact that we're here already and we're taking that's pretty much a five, six, seven step back mentality. But that's truth be told, that's exactly where they are right now. I know some are afraid of the name Rick Tockett because of maybe his coaching record or it's that typical standard Flyers tie that everyone wanted to get away with with Ed Snyder because he was obsessed with that. Uh, I'm okay with a Rick Tockett. I'm okay with a, I know one that was brought up was Quinn who got fired from the New York Rangers. But if you look at the Rangers and their philosophy, he's not a bad coach, but they needed to change. They bring in Gallant who's ready to let's go win a title. Now let's kind of change the gear after a couple years. With Quinn, it's uh, th th this team. Let's just let's just find a way to mold this thing back. And I hate to say it, but it's almost a stopgap guy. That's how you're almost looking at this right now—a stopgap style of guy instead of a go-getter. Are you in the position right now to be a go-getter? See, we know Chuck Fletcher and this organization from top to bottom at this point is basically going to be a. Um, and a, a we got to be competitive mode. They're not going to strip it entirely down. Although now I, I think it's fair to kind of have that conversation, which makes my heart bleed and it makes my eyeballs really sad and water up because there's no way in hell I ever predicted that I'd be sitting here on no on December sixth at 1:30 p.m. after a press conference of AV being canned. I, I thought we'd be here right now, but with G on the contract and you know there's a lot happening here. JVR's contract. Not worth it. Oscar Lindblom's contract, not worth it. I like the signing of Scott Lawton. He's very versatile, and I think he could show a bit more of what we saw. I believe it was against the Devils, where he had a goal, and then he had an assist. A little luck from the puck bouncing off the zebras behind the net and whatnot, but that happens all the time. You take advantage of those opportunities. I think Scott Lawton has more left in the tank, but it's not just the coach. Look, this is not just a coaching issue. If you believe AV was the problem here, well, then you're just far off. It, it goes so much deeper. Players are overpaid. Players are not playing well. Players aren't as good as we anticipated. Ivan Provorov, I'll be, I'll be honest with you, there's nothing wrong with being a number two, but I definitely expected more from Ivan Provorov. I, I don't know if I would ever thought he'd be a pure number one and you look around this league at the number one maybe he's not that but I still believe there's something in between that and where he is right now and there's too many common issues that I just can't get behind and if you need a Niskanen and you need and you desperately need a Ryan Ellis where you're going from this disaster to looking really sharp with an Ellis and a Niskanen then you're not as good individually as we thought you were going to be and, and that's a damn shame it really is now you can win with an Ivan Provorov on your roster, right? It's not like he's 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 damaging to your core as a whole. Not every team has six number ones. No team has six number ones. My point is, though, from an individual skill set, I think it's fair to say that expected a bit more from Provy to this point. There was some speculation about AV before the season began. And I, I, I'm i not going to say I didn't value that, but my point was, two years ago, you get one game away from the Eastern Conference Finals. AV's message was fine. Last year, it was a bit of a mess, but there was so much in play. The team got hit with COVID, the you lose Matt Niskan, all that, right? I mean, it became a, a huge, hard way to kind of analyze exactly what you were as a team based off of the circumstances that they were going through. And it wasn't just them, it was the entire league and other 
other teams fought through it better than others. But seriously, no fans and the it just it was a weird, really weird, awkward 56 game schedule that it's hard to truly define who you are. Fine, you kind of write that off as a pass. But if there was some speculation on AV, who maybe threw the players under the bus at times and whatnot, because I think that was definitely a narrative that was happening where not so much threw the players under the bus, but in the locker room maybe there was a message being sent from AV going, "You guys are making me look like shit. You guys are making me look bad." And now I have to go answer questions about it. Uh, I, I I do remember hearing that there was some speculation about that type of tone. And yeah, I get that. That doesn't sit very well with some of these players. And that's why we we hear coaches all the time stick up for the players and be super, super, super soft because the alternative doesn't necessarily work. And there's also reports, now keep in mind it's from people who are going crazy in this league, that AV was a dinosaur and he was very old school and things of that nature. But the reason why I said, well, let's just cool the Jets a bit because they had no issue with him the year before and then the next year when they lose a lot of games it's this guy can't coach this guy's terrible this guy's got to be gone we lost him it's like no give him a chance in the beginning of the season there was no problem and honestly even during the beginning of this eight game losing streak I didn't really see it as a message problem and a lack of buying in it just gradually over time as it was a, a seven or seven one loss excuse me and you know these losses really got ugly and the effort started to kind of snowball into poorer and poorer and there were no answers within yeah, ultimately, you know, you kind of have your hands tied behind your back. But yeah, you know, I feel awkward. I feel bad saying that I almost feel like they're in a stopgap scenario. But I think what this does is, you kind of like the Phillies where the systemic issues were so clear. I think this is a problem now where, and the and the issue is with Comcast Spectacor being at the top of the helm here and top of the top, um, it's it's not easy to kind of deal with that. But, you know, this is a, we, we might have to really strip this bad boy down. Like, it, it's time. It's time. It's time to really analyze. You know, I, I like Sean Couturier, and he's a player who's a special talent who you just signed. Uh, he's not, you know, someone that I'm willing to kind of move ways with. You have a number one center who brings that 200-foot game that way. And I like Kevin Hayes healthy. He's just not healthy right now fully. Travis Konechny has to pick it up. You know, Joel Farabee's going to be a dog. But I love G to death, and maybe this contract expiring. And I always said I'm willing to bring him back over and over again with way less of a cap hit, be more of a third-line guy. But the problem is they're not bringing anybody in who's better than Claude Drew and over this long long period of time there's never been anyone brought in who's bringing you that level of career that Claude Drew has brought and at some point you know you need to bring in that next level and look you look around Crosby and you look around Ovechkin they're not bringing in players that are better than those guys and I'm not putting G on that tier he's one step below but my point is there's not many teams that have like their guy and then they just bring in X Y and Z they bring in a Kuznetsov they bring in a Malkin or a Gensel and uh, and Couturier once again not on the Malkin level of things and especially in his prime and whatnot but you know that's your that's your secondary compliment I should say to where Claude Giroux is and at the end of the day they, they haven't done a good enough job kind of surrounding it so maybe we gave uh Ron Hextall too much credit for the draft picks where I'm not telling you they were a disaster, but they weren't as good as maybe we thought it was. They're nice players, but they're never that, you know, franchise-changing, legitimate, here-we-go style of players, and that's kind of problematic and a reason why you're in the position that you are in right now. So, uh, you know, I hate to say stop-gap coach, right? No one ever wants to do that. You want to bring in the best guy available, but, you know, I also don't think this team's ready for a tour to rub. I don't think this team is ready for that stop 
Ohio. And, and Mike Yo, I'll say this. You know, I'm not the biggest fan in the world, but hearing him speak today, uh, he, he is right where he says he's been around a lot of different organizations. He's been around a lot of different ups and downs. He had the meltdown in Minnesota as the head coach, and that was ugly. He touched on learning experiences and learning, and he said, look, I'm not a young buck anymore. I'm not a young cat anymore. You know, I've, I've seen this stuff, and I've, I've learned a lot about the emotion side of things and learned a lot about, you know, kind of how this, this goes when you're facing this level of adversity, and there's an opportunity to spin it around, and he's excited for that when he brought up what happened with the Blues and under Baruby and things of that nature. So, um, you know, uh, for what it's worth for right now, I'm okay with giving Yo a chance here. Uh, uh, Chuck Fletcher kind of made it pretty clear that for him, it was no promises, and he's got the interim tag right now. No promises for the long run. Another name I saw crossing broad throw out there was Jim Montgomery. Now, if you remember, excellent coach. Got a couple buddies who played for him in the USHL for Dubuque. Then he went to Denver. He had success everywhere at Dallas, but he did have some problems with alcohol. And then the whole Dallas thing happened where he was doing some poor things in hotel rooms with women and things of that nature. So, you know, I don't know if that's the perfect road to go down right now either. But that name was mentioned I, I, I don't know which direction they go. Right now, there's so many damn emotions flying through my body. Let's see what it looks like tonight against the Avalanche. Let's see what Mike Yo can do from here. Let's see how this team responds to such a powerful move because this is no joke. This is an extremely powerful move. And let's hear from the people. That's what we're going to do now. We're going to transition into the Anytime Hotline. First, I'll tell you about DeSimone Jewelers. They're my jeweler. I got my fiance's engagement ring from them, and I keep going back. Birthday gifts anniversary gifts, Valentine's Day, you name it. They're a family-owned business located in Haddonfield, New Jersey, previously in Jewelers Row. Will, Lou, Nick, Mike, they're just A-plus people, and they really care about you. They educate you. They're passionate about jewelry. They work with you to get the best design at the most reasonable price you will find in the market. Custom jewelry design, jewelry repairs, appraisals, watch repairs, battery replacement, diamond setting, jewelry cleaning, and more. Their information is in the description, dsimonejewelers.com. Com and make sure you tell them that Broads sent you. It's very important. They will hook you up for sure. Now, I'll start with a comment here from Arm Zebra. Arm Zebra is a fantastic fan of the show. He's always hanging out in coffee with Broads and talking about this Flyers team, and this is what he stated. Let me let me zoom in a little bit. This needed to happen. After Chuck turned over one-third of the roster and the team is still bad, something had to give. Can't follow the definition of insanity. I like A.V., but he seems to really be a one-year coach. After his first year, he's cooked. Now, I don't believe this will be 100% fix. However, some players who usually are mediocre are just playing straight offer. Awful. The players have to pick it up, too. Bye-bye, Michelle Terrian. Your power play hasn't been good enough since the COVID pause of 2020. I... Also found it interesting how the press release has worded saying that Mike Yo will serve as the Flyers interim head coach for the club's game tonight versus Colorado Avalanche at the Wells Fargo Center. Seems to me they will have someone lined up for the next head coach. I definitely think it's between Tocket and Tortorella. We will see. I just want good fun and competitive Flyers hockey again. I miss it. Now, unfortunately, I don't know when we're going to absolutely get that. And I thought the wording was strange as well until I heard the press conference. So if that comment came in before the presser with a major Maybe your thoughts have changed, Arm Zebra, but I do think for at least the short term here, they'll be rocking with Mike Yo. They're not just going to rush themselves into a hire, and I think that Chuck Fletcher knows that this is an important one. Look, his job 
is definitely not as secure as you would think after these type of situations play out. And oh, by the way, it's been highlighted that this organization now, not that this is Chuck Fletcher's fault, but has six head coaches in the last eight years. This is a problem. That cannot happen. That's not a recipe for success. You cannot turn over the coach over and over again. And when that happens nonstop, hey, why don't we start looking within and looking at other issues on why exactly this isn't working and why the plan isn't playing out. Maybe it's the players. And I still truly believe deep down that this team is not as bad as they are displaying on the ice. These players, as Arm Zebra just alluded to, you know, the players that are just average are playing piss poor. And the guys who are just average are playing horrendous hockey where, you know, that's not truly who they are. And I can get behind that for sure. But at the end of the day, it's still not going to be good enough at all where, you know, I'm more willing and willing to just kind of look at another. And I was anti that for a while. And I was pushing back on a lot of the people that said, same Flyers hockey. We're watching the same Flyers hockey because we never really had the chance to. We, we really haven't. Chuck Fletcher's moves as a whole, as an entirety, when you think about the full roster, we we weren't able to see what that would have represented over 20, 25 straight games of them being available as a whole. And without the snowball of emotions and with the lack of confidence and it being where we are right now, and if you just start the season from the top, I really don't think we're here. I think it's all kind of a a one big domino and you can't stop. It's a nosebleed. It's just pouring out of your nose. You shove 3,000 tissues in there and it's nonstop. And it's just going through. It's gushing through and it's... It's not going to really go anywhere. It's just maybe the the nosebleed stops when you get the right head coach in place or when you really, really make systemic changes. And it it might be from the top. The New York Rangers went through a rebuild faster than you. That's bad. All right, let's hear some calls here. Let's start it off. Do the Flyers think they're the Canadians or something? Do they think firing their head coach is going to send them on some magical run? What the fuck are they thinking? Oh, my God. Oh, my God, this fucking sucks. This sucks. I'm not saying this. I don't know whether this is a good move or a bad move, but, oh, my God, where do you find a coach with this much credentials? This fucking blows. This sucks. Oh, this feels like a fucking kick to the fucking nuts. This this is fucking shit. This is shit. I feel like this is, like, one of those signs where the Flyers, like, this is one of those signs where it's like, yeah, this is why you suck, Flyers. Yeah, they have been stuck in some really, really tough times. There's no doubt about it. And I feel I've really been numb to it all. Maybe it's because the Sixers do their thing, the Eagles, Super Bowl, this and that. And there's a lot to kind of have your head snapped around in a lot of different directions. But when you really see it being played out this way, it really is a smack in the face of a reality of check of how average and how up and down and playoffs, no playoffs, playoffs, no playoffs, playoffs, no playoffs, and how stuck in the middle they've kind of been over a long period of time. And and I've always said with the NHL, you know, you don't need to be the top of the top of the top every single year. I mean, you look at the Habs making the the Stanley Cup finals, and they made some big decisions after that, which might show you what maybe the Flyers have to do and look around with the Rangers and their rebuild. I mean, you can't be satisfied with that, but I'm just saying, right? Like, the Habs make it, the Jonathan Quick-led teams in L.A. ended up making Stanley Cup runs, right? Like, you don't have to be Tampa Bay every year for you. It gives you the, obviously, 
gives you a better percentage if you're built like Tampa Bay. Let's be clear here. But in the National Hockey League, being a team that just gets in or you're not the best, but you're in the middle of the playoff pack, that's not necessarily a tragic place to be because being hot at the right time is more important than anything else in this league. And not only in this league, we saw that happen with baseball, with the Atlanta Braves, with the Washington Nationals. But I digress. We're not here for that conversation today because it is obvious that uh, this this organization has to look an entire new spot. And I, and I think you're right. Whether this is the right move or the wrong move, it's not really about the the what you bring in for AV at this point. It's just the fact that we're here. The fact that we're having this dialogue, the fact that we're breaking this down right now and it actually happened. It's no joke. This isn't a dream. This isn't a nightmare. The Flyers have lost eight straight and they look like they're playing Double A hockey, double A A B hockey right now in the National Hockey League. Uh, it's crushing to us fans that had such high expectations. Reasonably so. It wasn't ridiculous to have higher expectations entering this year. It sucks. It sucks. It's a dagger, and it feels like someone just stabbed me in the side of the neck. So it's more about the reaction of, wow, I can't believe we're here more so than anything AV is or anything about Mike Yo or anything about what they do next. It's really just, wow, wow, here it is again. Here it is again, another coaching change. They got to figure it out. They really do. They got to they gotta look so deep within, but I don't think they will. Because of how they're ran. It ain't about that anymore. It's not about the team. It's not about that. It's just stay relevant enough where you can still make money because you're Comcast. There's no owner that cares. There's no owner that's passionate. There's no owner that's dug in emotionally to do what's best for the franchise. No, it's let's make sure we're not terrible, terrible. And they are right now. That's why they did this. But let's not make sure we're terrible so people come to the building and come to the Wells Fargo Center to see Gritty. And let's have a commercial where people piss in a urinal and maybe that'll be good. And speaking of pissing, there was a dog today because they had dogs go out on the ice, some canines. Yeah, they did their business right on the center logo. How ironic is that? What's next? I mean, it had to be done. Flyers need to fire someone, and they had to fire Lady Vigneault. And I don't want to hear the excuse that, oh, the roster is just so bad. This is the same roster that had a great start to the season, and it's the same roster that only two years ago won nine straight games and looked like one of the best teams in the NHL. Then the shutdown happened, and the team has not looked the same since. Even in the playoffs, the team was sloppy. So, firing Nino, I mean, I, I'm in favor of it because, like, this team has hit rock bottom at this point. This is the worst this team has looked since 06, 07, and everything went wrong that year. So, I don't know who we hire next, but maybe, uh, maybe Rick Tockett. Uh, Tortorella, I don't know. I, I have no clue who we hired next. I'm okay with uh, Rick Tockett. I really am. I know some might not be, but I would be okay if they go in that direction. They need someone that can settle things down. They, they really do. They need someone to settle things down. They don't need one of those Laviolette Tortorella type right now. I just don't think that that best suits this organization because they are fragile and they're ready to crack and they need something to kind of just hold the emotions down for a little bit as they kind of get back on track as a full-on organization. And I I just don't think they might, they might not take that. They might hire a coach like that, but I don't know if they'll finish off the secondary part of that. Just keep in mind, I mentioned two things that need to happen. It's get a coach in here who can do the emotional support right now, and then on top of that, 
you, you need to pursue the franchise the right way. And I just don't have the biggest belief in the world that they will do that. Now, this team isn't exactly the same, though. See, we're talking about McEwen and giving McEwen more playing time, third-line minutes. I think he's done a great job, an excellent job at creating the most for an opportunity here for what he has been handed him. But if you're talking about McEwen being a top-nine player, you're just not deep enough. You're not deep enough. Broussard's out. Uh, these players are out. Joe Farabee's out now. And Kevin Hayes is out. It's, it's problematic. He's, he's back in the lineup now. But all of this, all in all, and everyone's getting hurt, and they're just not available. This isn't the same exact team. You have Justin Braun playing top minutes. You have Nick Sealer playing as your everyday defenseman. It's just not. It's not. And a lot of these players are just not playing well at the same time. So it's not just the head coach. These players have to look within. You talk about the roster being bad and you're saying it, they're not really that bad. I think to a degree they are. They are bad. They're not as good as what we thought they would be. This is now two years later. So JVR is not getting any younger. These players are not getting any younger. I think they have more in them than what they're displaying, but I don't know if their ceilings is as high. And I've been very vocal about that, specifically with Oscar Lindblom. And they gave him that payday. They gave him the contract. And they thought maybe he could be what he gave you that one year. I had my concerns, and I think it's kind of playing out right now. I will take one more. Hey, bro. Yeah, I mean, I think the AV firing was definitely overdue, um, which is kind of the way he always play the fourth line after the team gave up a goal and they get hemmed in for two minutes and give up another goal or just tons of chances. And, I mean, you score two on the Flyers right now and the game's pretty much over. Um, I also think, you know, maybe with all the COVID shortenings of the seasons, his he's been known to wear out his tenure pretty quickly. And I think that uh, got kind of sped up with the shortened seasons and it really wore on the guys. I mean, I'm hoping, you know, we don't get Rick Tockett but I don't really know what our choices are at this point. This team just looks looks completely deflated. They are definitely deflated. So there's a caller that doesn't want Rick Tockett. I'm not banging on the table saying it's a definite no-brainer, but I don't know what direction they go into. I don't think they need to rush. I think if Mikey O is kind of your guy, and it's interesting because, you know, are they going with this mindset of we got to make the playoffs here? Now, when Chuck Fletcher was asked about the playoffs and what he thought about this team, he said we got to get back to the basics. And he was sort of like saying, you know, you talk about where the Metropolitan is right now. It's going to be very difficult for you to kind of climb in. But if you get back to the basics, well, then maybe you kind of organically put yourself back into the mix. But I just, I don't see it at this point. You know, it's kind of written on the wall. And I don't know what direction they go in. If it's Mike Yo, it's Mike Yo. And we'll see how they kind of respond from this. So that's basically my thoughts on everything. I want to thank everybody so much for listening to this episode of Sports Talk with Broads and I. We'll see you next time. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.